All right, everybody, welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Scott. We're part of the Mediace Media Network. And apparently, uh, Cleve was with us, then he disappeared. Uh, Cleve, I know you're trying to get to bed, but Jesus. <laughs> I think it's a uh, technical malfunctioning. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, Cleve, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I um coming off a three pick situation. Can't believe you threw three picks. Uh, Zachy boy. Zachy three picks. Scott, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm a little disappointed in our, our Zach fella friend. Um, <laughs> I do like the way he took ownership of it, though. Um, he needs to grow up. A little That's bit. it. A little he bit. He needs to grow up. And well, you think all this time with these more mature women would uh, never mind. Well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Cleve. Go ahead. Go. Before we get started, how did how did things go ha- Halloween with, with the old Walter White thing, or, or, or did, that didn't happen? Oh no, it happened. It happened. How did it go? Did you go with the um the sun uh, oh, in the thing? I'm gonna yes. Here's the executive summary. I fell down the stairs and I was not drinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so only one stair. I, I've been having like some back stuff uh, related to other things. And yeah, yeah. my calf has been cramping and I can't stop it. No matter okay. what, I just can't. So calf cramps mid step on the step. And I stubbed my toe going down on the step I was trying to step on. And boom. But, you know. We all laughed it. We all had a great time about it because everybody else was hammered there. Nice. And nobody else fell down the stairs. It was just me. So wow. here's the thing. Uh ben I called here's... nobody Mark Edwards, by the way. <laughs> Put it out there. That's awesome. <laughs> Except for Mrs. Scott for some reason. I don't know how why that happened, but um so Ben says I just found out I got traded to the Vikings for six potential fans in 2026. And uh Too soon. Ben, Stop stepping on my jokes. I was about to trade away Scott for conditional fifth for falling down the stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but whoever's getting me is they're fucked. Uh, just, yeah. Well, yeah, no, we're actually we're actually we're actually sending you over to uh Maddie Ice's sneaker podcast, which uh shout out to Maddie Ice, by the way. His podcast, uh Cleve, what's the name of it? Which one? Uh, the the sneaker, sneaker one. Yeah, it's, it's Sneaker Love. or uh, uh, He might have changed. He might have rebranded it, but it's, it's Sneaker Podcast. is doing very well right now. Yeah. It's, I'm it made, like, over there? Yeah, you're over there now. Hope you know a lot about sneakers. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm going to bring nothing. So pretty much the same as here. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. But yeah, no, shout out to Maddie Ice. This uh, Sneaker Podcast made top 100 in the hobby section on uh, Apple Podcasts here recently. Nice. So Congrats yeah. to Maddie Ice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we should pick a more niche topic and try to get the top 100 as opposed to like, I don't know, the NFL. But I have one. What's the best tool song? You could do a podcast on that. Tools? Khalid, Khalid, what's the best tool song? I don't know. I don't even know what that even means. Tool you would like love them. Oh, you know what we should do? We really should do, not like in the off season, we should do like a expose somebody else to the a song for the first time. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, we can't get demonetized because we're not monetized. But even <laughs> if we did, you like, please. Um, I like everything. I'm, I'm, I'm everything from Mozart to to Metallica to Tupac to. You know, I mean, you've I'm, heard Tool songs. I promise you, you have. Yeah, I probably hear. Okay. Um, Dave, we should just play Numa for him and let him watch Danny Carey go to work. Yeah, 
maybe. I mean, I, I think that'd be a strong, a strong option. But I think like um, that'd be fun. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think playing like something that none of us have ever heard, but like everybody, everybody likes. I just, I don't think we'd get sued for playing somebody's song on here. I don't it's, think it's just, it's just like a snippet, and then you got to just say I don't own the rights to this, whatever. I think you're fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Just don't play any Kenny G or anything like that because it's gonna send me into a fucking rage. So don't, don't anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> you think his music supposed to be the opposite? <laughs> it's just it's like fake jazz or whatever. But my dad loved it and played it constantly when I was growing up. I'm like, what is this? You know, it was that oh. and Michael Bolton like power ballads. Oh I'm my like, god, Jesus. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's awful, awful. <sighs> um. Yeah, no, I I don't know where to go with that. I would not have, uh, uh, having never met your father, I still would not pick him as a Michael Bolton person. That just, you know, might be presumptuous of me, but hey, you never you never know. Unreal. Uh, Scott loves Whitney Houston after all, so, you know, it happens. You got to respect the pipes. <laughs> I mean, did I say anything inappropriate there? Uh, it's 2022. You might have probably said something that's going to get the show picketed. I love her voice. How about that? Is that better? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a Zach Wilson pickup line right there. Um, <laughs> you know what? She's been gone a long time, and he's still probably can't help himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the start you envisioned, huh, Dave? No, uh, no, but that's that's perfectly fine. That's uh, that's good. I mean, I got all night, so I'm I'm good. Oh, <laughs> um. No, so we are ostensibly here to talk about NFL Week 8 and the trade deadline, and I've sort of worked some of the trades into uh, the games, but the trade deadline today was crazy. I don't know how much of this you guys saw, but there were 10 trades today, um, some more impactful than others. There's been trades over the last couple of days. Uh, Scott, I don't remember a trade deadline this crazy. Was it, Is this unique to this year, or is there a reason for that? It's been ramping up over, over the last couple of years. Um if anybody's an NHL follower, the trade deadline, the it hasn't now they're, they're kind of slowly going away from this too. But there was a period where for 10 or 15 years, the trade deadline on NHL trade deadline day was an absolute zoo. Like things would happen. Uh it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. And today felt like maybe about 10% of what NHL trade deadline used to. And for the for the longest time, my friends who are who are you know football people who who know hockey are like, it would be great if football did have a trade deadline like that. Like there was so much change happening mm-hmm. and so much craziness going on that you'd have to dedicate like a full twelve hour nonstop you know breaking news show just to talk about all the stuff that was going on. And there were moments. I mean, you know, it wasn't crazy, but you know. It what I noticed, that there were moves that were made. It's good. What I noticed about it was a lot of running backs got moved, and yeah. that felt that felt that felt unusual to me because I don't remember that many running backs getting shifted around. And I'm like, you know, are these guys getting valued again? Um, That's what they're being traded for. The valued, yeah, for guys who were hurt in some ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not McCaffrey, but swap, the other they, they were swapping yeah. guys out. They were swapping yeah. guys. Some, some, some was like a third round pick or whatever, or fifth round or whatever. But some guys got just traded from you know one team to another. Like they just switch, 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 switch their guys out. For mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, what's I don't know, I don't know enough about the teams to say, well, they were having a problem with that particular runner or that style of runner. I don't know. 
Well, the first the first game here, going back to last Thursday, which always feels like it was six weeks ago when we do this show, Ravens 27 at the Bucks 22 in a game that was not uh, as close as the final score indicated. The Bucks are in trouble. Uh, trade in this one, the Ravens traded for Roquan Smith from the Bears, traded a second and a fifth form, which I think in the value chart adds up to a first-round pick. Um, so the Ravens are serious about trying to fix this, fix this defense a little bit. Uh, Cleve, watching this game, Tom Brady, I mean, he looked not exactly Zach Wilson, but pretty bad. I, I think I think uh I've been trying to have hope that you know for his sake that he, he walks out a winner, but it's it's looking bad. It's looking like I don't they're not in sync at all. There's probably a lot of shit going on like after you know in the locker room or behind the scenes, but it's definitely not looking good over there. No, it is it's not and like it he had all the weapons back for net played, Evans played, Godwin played. Uh, during this game, Scott, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, and Gus Edwards all re-aggravated injuries they already had, and the Bucks just couldn't compete. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. It, it seems like – I mean, it, honestly, it just seems like the, uh, they run this, they ran the string there, and and it's over. Um, I don't know with, – with Tampa's offensive line issues and some of the other stuff going on, even if you, even if you totally resolve those things – Whatever else is happening, like I don't know if you guys saw it today, but Warren Sapp uh, was highlighting their defensive captain and Devin White, and it's like you couldn't possibly show worse worse uh, clips of effort. And uh, I mean, this, and this is your captain, and this <laughs> is the kind of stuff that you're putting on film. And it's like it's not just a, a, an offensive problem; it's just like it's pervasive. Yeah, uh, to the entire team, and and it made it. You know, I just think they they're done. It, you know, it's tough. Well, yeah, and this continues a pattern. Teams go all in, try to get that title. Worked for the Bucks, worked for the Rams. But when it falls apart, it's going to fall apart big time. Um, you know, other, Shaq Barrett tore his Achilles out for the year from this game. Other than that, I don't have much more to say on this game uh, besides the fact that. Given the entire weekend, the Ravens look pretty strong in that division. And so it makes sense while they're starting to add pieces and adding Roquan Smith because they should be thinking they're going to win that division. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they're tired of watching Patrick Queen try to cover people. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not not the best that. No. No, so now you have two uh, – I mean, you have two pretty elite linebackers, but it's almost like, a, it's almost like an afterthought of a position. Uh, you yeah. know, like – what are you gonna do with those guys? It'll uh, be interesting what they do. Cleve, as a um, as an analogy, and as my personal trainer, Patrick Queen in coverage is like me on the bench press. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. The knee jerk reaction. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's fine. Huh? It's fine. Um, well, I'll be benching three fifty before he's covering good running backs <laughs> in the flat. So, um, uh, speaking of people working out when they probably absolutely shouldn't. In London, of all places, Broncos 21, Jaguars 17. Now, I did not watch a single play of this game. For some reason, it was buried on ESPN+, and I am not getting up early to go through extra steps to watch Nathaniel Hackett coach football. No, I 100% agree with you with that. That's a highlight. Just give me what happened. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, not, I mean, 
I don't really care about this game too much. ATN, uh, Travis ATN did run 24 carries, 156 and one. So with James Robinson gone, he's getting great usage, but whatever. The Jags don't matter. The Broncos don't matter. Uh, Cleve, you're a personal trainer and you're well-traveled. Have you ever done a four-hour workout in the aisle of the plane while traveling? <laughs> I can't even imagine what that would even entail. Apparently, deep lunges and knee highs. <laughs> was he being punished? Like, was it? <laughs> that's insane. No, we're being punished by having to put up with Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't even see highlights of this game because I just, I just didn't care. I, I, you know, I know we do a football show, but I just didn't see anything there worth anything to get up at yeah. nine o'clock in the morning for that. No. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Broncos did look functionally better on offense, but they're also playing Jacksonville in London. So like, uh, who, who cares? Like it, it doesn't matter. Um, trades though, for these teams, Cleve, the Jaguars traded for Calvin Ridley. Is he off suspension? No. Nope. It's for next year. Oh, for next year. And they gave up a, a deal. And it's the craziest deal. The contingencies behind them is pretty wild. What happened? Really? It's just, you know, uh, it starts out as a fifth. And if he makes the team, it becomes a fourth. And then if it, he makes the team and uh, catches or starts whatever number of games, I'm making these up, but it's just like this. There's like yeah. stipulations everywhere. Um, and it's all about him not betting or doing something that takes him away from the team. So wow. I think the I think that can get as high as a second round pick. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. So what Calvin Ridley should do is put 1.5 million on it being a fifth round pick. Can he and then bet, make but, the fifth round pick? And then make and then tell everybody so it becomes a fifth round pick. <laughs> and then he makes the same salary without having to play because he wins the bet. <laughs> I don't know, man. He the best Bobby Bonilla contract in history. No more gambling, Calvin. <laughs> and, and how quickly until he's a, a, a spokesperson for BetMGM or something? If he does something that? like that, epic, it'd be you immediate. Gotta, you got to yeah. parlay that. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, and then the Broncos traded away Bradley Chubb to Miami for a 2023 first. So. The Broncos, like Scott, if they're trading Bradley Chubb, they know they're not winning anything this year, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I took away from it. They got uh, they got Chase Edmonds back, um, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's like third down back type player. Uh, I want to say they gave up another pick in the deal too, but yeah, it's just it's super fishy uh, to be giving up players like Bradley Chubb and uh, who are, who are who have a long way to go. Like, I mean, he's, he's 25, right? Do I have that wrong? Mm-hmm. I he's think it's 25, 25 or 26. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he may not even enter the prime of his career yet. And you're, you're, he's gone because of how dysfunctional this first, uh, you know, half of the season with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett has started. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, I, I cannot believe how bad the wheels have fallen off in, in Denver, and neither can many of my fantasy teams, which may have been built around Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Javante Williams, um, and are now built around my ability to bench press. 
So, <laughs> um, all right, next game here, a game that Scott was absolutely right would shoot out, at least for a little, ri- little while. Dolphins 31, the Lions 27. The Lions led 27 to 17. Uh, now, I'm confused about something here, Scott. Maybe you can help me out. The Lions did fire the defensive back coach, Aubrey Pleasant, but I thought they, they shouldn't fire the defensive coaches because Tracy Walker was hurt, and so that made 500 yards and five touchdowns okay. So it sounds like, Dave, <clears throat> the uh, staff put together a plan to press Hill and Waddle in this game, which I think is absolutely bananas. Like, that's not a great choice to press those guys, right? Especially if you don't have really good coverage safeties to bracket them. And not only did they not press them in the game, they were pretty adamant on the field that they were absolutely not going to do that. And that came directly from Aubrey Pleasant, who was, yes, I know what you think we should be doing, but we're not doing that. And if you're Campbell and and Aaron Glenn, you have to move on. So let me get this straight. Campbell and Glenn wanted to press Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Yes. Pleasant said no. And so the pleasant got fired. He didn't say no. They just didn't do it during the game. I mean, I'm not a criminal. I just do things that are against the law. That sounds kind of like saying no to me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if he would. So, in, and then the, the context <laughs> is, I have no idea. But is the context he was actively telling his guys not to press, even though in their meetings that was that was their game plan? So that's what it, that's what it sounds like, is he abandoned the game plan. And just was like, no, we're not doing what we said we were going to do. But but I'm not going to talk to you guys about it. We're just doing it. And then you saw what happened in the game. Like, A.J. Parker one-on-one covering Jalen Waddell. Hey, good luck. <laughs> I mean, you know. Might as well be Patrick Queen. It, it <laughs> might as well be you. No offense. <laughs> uh, I could keep up with them for Jalen Waddell. I would say for one-third of one step, I'm even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's leaving. Yep. <laughs> um, Cleve, your boy Tua in this game, 29 of 36, 382 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. When do you concede that Tua is a good NFL quarterback? When he does it in the playoffs. Yeah, see, our co-host agrees. A third of, you know – it doesn't mean anything until it's winter go home, man, for me. You guys have known this since I've been on the show the last couple of seasons. Doing the playoffs. I'm not convinced that he's, he, that he's a great quarterback. The team responds better. I'll give him that. But I just, like you said last week, from 15 to 20 to 25, he's an assassin. 50, 40. You know, a forty-yard bomb. He, he's not going to be as accurate. No. If I if I told you, Cleve, that I was going to pull out all your fingernails, torture style, but mm-hmm. when I was done, Zach Wilson and Tua would flip teams. Would you let me do it? No, I I would definitely take two over Zach. <laughs> in a heartbeat. With the torture, even with the torture, you'd even be like, yes, torture. yeah, please <laughs> torture me to get two on this team. Yeah, Zach, I've you you told me you would probably never admit this. I have to go get footage. You told me that that was a great pick when it happened. 
No, no, no. I said that Scott said he had immense upside. I wanted Justin <laughs> oh, Fields. Oh, oh, it's on Scott the, now. <laughs> the entire time. I, I, didn't, I didn't know Scott yet. I didn't I didn't know. So you, when you gave me the name of who said that, I didn't I didn't know he's going to be a co-host with them. So Scott, <laughs> it's on you that that this fucking it, pick didn't pan Oh, it's out. my fault. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I was on Justin Fields second overall. Just you were on an stop. island there, buddy. No, no question. I don't get it, but we'll have to talk about that at some other time. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, well we're going to be talking about Justin Fields and Zach Wilson tonight because one of them looks pretty good and the other one's Zach Wilson. Um, <laughs> all right. So, anyways, time for the Lions to go into the tank, which is a note that I wrote. Time for the Lions to go into the tank. Literally, as I uh, looked up from typing my notes, I saw they traded TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. So, a trade to the division. Second time this year the Lions have traded with the Vikings. Both times, I feel like the Lions have gotten the better of it. They, the Vikings did not charge just enough to – I'm sorry, I can't be honest. I'm a lifelong Ravens fan. Um, didn't charge us enough to move up to get Jamison Williams. And now they've overpaid for um, TJ Hawkinson. But, Scott, do you think this is a situation to where uh, the Lions are, like, in a rebuild? Or why would they move Hawkinson, who's a good young player? Um, is Hawkinson a good young player? I mean, I mean, the he's guy, better than Brock Wright. He's the fine. Guy look, the guy looks to part. He's fine, right? But I think he's super inconsistent as a blocker, and they don't use him him enough as a passing game weapon to warrant what point one is. How much was it going to cost to re-sign him this offseason? Clearly, the Lions had no interest in making that happen. They were not paying him. They just were not. They weren't interested in it. If if he goes over there and becomes a stud, bro. I, I, I mean, the the haze in the barn on that. It doesn't. It yeah, almost. It's not. Yeah, it, I, mean, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's going to suck. Is he a scheme guy? Is he a scheme guy? Or when you say inconsistent, what do you mean? Like he's, like he's like his blocks are giving up big plays. Like he's where not good. he's not good as a block. He's not a very good blocker for to that you can deploy as an inline guy and and feel safe about it. Gotcha. He's just not that. He's not that guy. Um, and then and then there are he just disappears at times in the passing game where it's just like, you know, do you want to pay fifteen million dollars a year for a guy who's going to get you? You know, I mean that position is notorious for is being a being a um a, um. Safety valve. It's like you know, you're you know, it's like your safety blanket. You dump but off, not, not for the best ones. And he was the eighth overall pick. So if he's not producing Kelsey Andrews, Waller, Kittle, Pitts, yeah. even yeah. like then it's such a waste pick yeah. that you know when you take him that high, he's got to be. He's got to be one of those guys. He's got to be right. Ball. Yeah. Right. So all that stuff's in the past. It's it's more about going today and going forward. What does he offer you? And I, I think the Lions, have, you know, they showed their hands. Um, there was no chance they were going to pay him the amount of money he, he's going to want mm-hmm. in his next contract. No, none. So they did not want it. They didn't want any part of that. Second was, um, I know that they traded, they traded inside the division, but you did get, you did get enough in return for him. You did. Yeah. A second uh, this year and a third next year. Yes. And, yeah. and then you're giving up a fourth this year and and a potential fourth next year, but those are almost irrelevant. Uh, 
I wonder how close Jamison Williams is to, to returning. It was one of the first things I thought was, well, if they don't need him in the passing game right now, it's clear that somebody else is going to take on that role. Um, because he's he really is, he has been uh, like option number two in the passing game there. Uh, so if Jamison Williams is close to returning, I think that's great. And then, you know, the other side of it is that you don't have to pay him. Uh, and and you can, uh, I mean, you have James Mitchell in-house. Uh, we have to see what he can become. We're saved. We have Brock Wright, who looks okay, um, who's a better blocker than I think Hawkinson is. So I just, I'm not sure that, you know, I just, I've been looking at it from the other side. Like Minnesota just gave up everything they gave up for Hawkinson, and now they have to pay him. And I just think that's a horrific thing. Like you got, you're going to have a half a season to figure it out, and then you got to pay him, or you gave up all that draft capital for a half a season of whatever it turned out to be. They could be all in this year, though. They could, could see be, the I, NFC is down. It's just mm-hmm. the Eagles and the Cowboys. We're six and one. The Packers are trash. Yeah, we're going for it. And if we don't pay them, it doesn't matter. This is it. Like, because Cousins has got to come up too. Yeah, so, I believe yeah. on that one. That that makes sense. It it does. Push. It's just you you've given up. You know, a second and a third round pick for what likely will be a division winning team. Um, I just, I think that, you know, the extra fourth comes in, in the way of, uh, you know, you sign him long-term and then, you know, whatever happens with that pick happens. But I, I just, I, you know, from a Lions fan and a, and a guy who's never really liked Hawkinson's game in relation to where he was drafted, I think it's great. Uh, you've moved away. Uh, you've opened the door for them to become a more, exciting offense um i'm sure you saw the whole uh, elijah moore stuff on twitter this week with me um just trying to get them to, to be interested in that or something like that like hey lamar jackson look at everybody we have here that you can play with come on down kind of stuff you know and i don't i don't know that that hawkinson really fits that because he is he is maddeningly inconsistent at times Two last two two last things on this game. One, the Lions next year could have sixty-five million dollars in cap space, and they right now have five of the first sixty-five picks in the draft. Yeah, including potentially number one overall. Yeah, so they could make some strong moves going <sighs> forward. Do you Second, keep the coach? Yes. Yeah, they'll keep Campbell for, through that. Um, the uh the last thing is that for the Dolphins, they when the 49ers traded up to take Trey Lance. The Dolphins got three first-round picks. Those three first-round picks through various other trades have turned into Bradley Chubb, Jalen Waddell, and Tyreek Hill. It's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. That is using capital correctly. That is fantastic. Yep. Yep. Um, my NCAA fantasy team is jealous of, <laughs> yes. of that. Um. That's that's really good. Uh, next game here, actually, to be at the game of the week, uh, Cleve. What team is in first place in the NFC South? It ain't the Falcons, is it? It is the Falcons. That was, <laughs> that's the that's crazy. A shot, shut a, that was a shot in the dark for me, dude. <laughs> yeah, Panthers thirty four, Falcons thirty seven. Falcons in our first place in the NFC South. What were you saying, Scott? It's the craziest 
possible way it could have happened. <laughs> this this was this was insane. This was absolutely nuts. So the score is 34 to 28, 22 seconds left. Falcons have the ball on their own 28-yard line. And uh 28-yard line, 38-yard line, it doesn't matter. Long way away. And PJ Walker throws this bomb 65 yards in the air to DJ Moore. Beautiful Willie Mays over-the-shoulder catch, 34-34. Moore's fired up. He jumps up. He takes off his helmet. He's celebrating. Flag comes out for the celebration. Back up the extra point. Now it's a 48-yarder. Kicker oh, misses it. We're yeah. going to overtime. And then the Falcons win the coin toss. So if they go down and score, the game is over. But they don't. They're forced to punt. Carolina then comes back. And they get in position for a 33-yard field goal to win the game, and the kicker misses that one too. Were two they points. were they forced to punt, or did they pick off? Did they pick I, off? It, it doesn't matter. It, what, however, Carolina got the ball back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then, <laughs> and so then, Mariota has like two called running plays in a row. Runs for a combined like 60 yards on them. Falcons kick the field goal, win the game, first place. Incredible. <laughs> well, he's he's a player. He's been in the league long enough to know that that rule still exists. Where you can't dehelmet yourself. Um, I, I I I've never really understood that rule. No. Um, all I, all these know. rules, all celebration rules, are racist and stupid. Yeah, but he I've wasn't never, on the field when he. Did yes, this, that's that's what I was gonna say. I was like, so, like, it's so it's such an archaic rule whatever but it did cost them i mean they could have won the game right yeah 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 a regular extra point they probably make it a win yeah 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 it reminded me of the jamal williams he thrusted one too many times so it's a penalty thing like the the hingle mccringleberry like come on but no there is something to the to dj Moore not doing it on the field he was not on the field when he did it yeah uh, also, all celebration penalties are a result of 1990s gang sign moral panic. Anytime there's a flag for a celebration that isn't like a direct taunt of another person, even then, sometimes when it's taunting, it's all racist. It's a racist <laughs> flag on DJ Moore. Like if it wasn't for that moral panic, nope, like nobody cares. Nobody on the Falcons was offended. Nobody in the crowd for Atlanta was offended, right? He didn't whip it out. Like he just took off his helmet. And to think right. about, he didn't double bird. Thoughts were this dude has dealt with uh, the quarterbacks they've had for the last two years and been, you know, under the thumb of just of shit offense and finally makes a play where he scores a touchdown. And he makes it. I think it's okay for him to take off his helmet and be a little bit happy about it. I just, I, it's a dumb rule. So it's stupid. a, it's nuts. I, I I mean I'm telling you I don't care about the throat slash I don't care about I mean in today's day like if we would actually have good reasonable sensible gun laws I wouldn't care about the Miami Hurricanes the shooting the people in the tunnel thing it's terrible now because we won't do anything about the actual gun epidemic that we have sure. but if we had the little gun violence that Canada has that would be a hilarious celebration isn't that but, ironic that we we can't do celebrations involved involving gun stuff because we can't actually remove gun stuff from our society. Well, yeah, but that's because white people want all the guns, and it's black athletes doing the celebrations. It's valid. It's just, uh, cost them a game. That's f- 
Man, it's, incre- it's incredible. That, and then yeah, that cost the game. That's that's Especially that's for draft bad. capital because Carolina two weeks ago was had the first pick in the draft, and two weeks later you might have been in first place and in your division. Like, you know, I don't know. After trading McCaffrey for those two weeks, it's nuts. Yeah, speaking of trading McCaffrey, the Panthers are still able to run. Uh, Dante Foreman, 26 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. Hey, the guy's helping himself out. There's a there's a spot open. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, some of us have 19% Dante Foreman in best ball, so we're pretty excited about, uh, <laughs> about this. That works. By the way, I checked our team because we have Justin Fields. We do not have Chase Claypool. I did oh. look. I looked during the show just to see in case we got lucky and stacked them up, but we didn't. Um, all right, so yeah, so the Falcons are in first place. We mentioned they traded away Calvin Ridley for a fifth. That could become a fourth. That could become a third. That could become a second. Uh, and yeah, the Falcons are in the NFC South. Cleve, right now, what team will win the NFC South and host the playoff game? I mean, I don't I don't see Carolina doing that. The Bucs ain't definitely going to come out of the ashes. All, you think? all right, Falcons or Saints? Uh yeah it's it's immediate it's immediate pause panic it's like uh wow come back to me on that yeah this this is why we're gonna be dealing with the bucks for a long time yeah they'll, they'll never be out of it because you know that entire division might be a bucket of turds or trying to pick the shiniest one but they're still <laughs> they're, they're still in the competition <laughs> all right uh, next game here, we had the Cardinals 26 at the Vikings 34. Cardinals actually played some offense in this game. Uh, New Hopkins has definitely helped. Uh, 12 catches, 159 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, we missed so, them. <laughs> yeah, so Nuke, Nuke is back. Um, uh, my other note in this game is the Vikings are 6-1, and one, and with the NFC South and the Packers in total shambles, they are like a lock for the playoffs. It should be looking at trying to get that number one overall seed from Philly. And so I think the trade for Hawkinson makes sense from, from that standpoint. Cleve, do you see anything here from the Cardinals give you any sense of hope with Nuke back? Yeah, I think I think Kingsbury's – I think the writing is on the wall there. And I think that, that experiment is going to be over real soon. He, We're on a watch for him on, on, on Black Monday, watching out. Yeah, I think it would be sooner than that. I think if they lose the next, next week or – Yeah. Yeah, like they could be – it could become at any point. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no, there's no hope there. Scott, do you think that's realistic, or do you think he's actually going to survive this? I think it's super realistic. I, I, um, I don't know how he's going to survive this, uh, and I would expect him to be fired if things continue the way they are. I, I, I just would sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. He he was told to calm the fuck down last week. Yeah. By his boss, <laughs> pretty pretty much the guy that got paid already. <laughs> right, yes, the boss. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think Kingsbury. I agree. I think he's in trouble, and I think the Vikings are, which is how bad the division is. They're six and one now. I think we're looking at like twelve and five at worst. Yeah, and yeah. it could be thirteen and three, and trying to compete for that number one overall seed. So, the next game here we have the Bears twenty nine at the Cowboys forty nine. So uh, a little behind the scenes. So we do the show on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday nights live on YouTube. If you're listening to audio, check the notes. There's a YouTube, YouTube link. We're a live stream. You can watch us live. Wednesday, I 
do my initial notes for the next week, just sort of based on things we said during the previous episode. And so my first note for this game is, should Justin Fields have taken that personal day? That is suggested he should take against the Cowboys defense. And the answer is, I don't know. Justin Fields in this game, 17 of 23, 151 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, eight carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Really good game. But, Cleve, what is the only thing anybody's going to remember about Justin Fields in this game? Whether he was missing receivers, missing more guys. Scott, what's everybody going to remember about Justin Fields in this game? I don't know. Uh, how about the fact that he jumped over Micah Parsons instead of touching him down? Oh, he did, yes. <laughs> the fumble return. Yeah, he did, yes. That's all anybody's talked about. Fields actually had, I think, his best game as a pro against a really tough defense. And all anybody will mention is how awesome Micah Parsons is and how Justin Fields, great jump, by the way, crazy vertical, got up and over him on on uh, on that play. My last note on this game is uh, Cleve. Zeke actually starts at Aldi on Thursday. Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, 14 carries, 131 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, the writing's been on the wall since, you know, since Pollard got there. But I think they try to justify the money. But he has another game like that. You're right. You're right. He has I, see, another I, game like I that. don't think Jerry is there and even close to being there, though. No, it's because it's it's personal. Jerry paid him the money. Yeah, he can't. He can't look to be wrong. He just yeah. can't. Yep. Yeah. Can Mike McCarthy just ignore him, though? <laughs> no. no. I mean, up until it doesn't work, I guess. But if it keeps working, like. So we mentioned Fields and, and you know, young quarterbacks. Do we think that Justin Fields is actually, like, taking steps and is looking like a good quarterback right now? Yes. I think if Justin Fields were on the Jets, they're legitimately 5-3. and three. No, if he's throwing to Elijah Moore is not asking for a trade if Justin Fields is on the Jets. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, any anyone with a pulse can be be Zach Wilson out for that job. I mean, I'm yeah, just but they were in the same draft class, and I said the Jets should take a Justin Fields. So Probably, this is yeah, just, yeah. I'm not saying if Patrick Mahomes were on the Jets or if Dan Marino were on the Jets, oh, they passed on Marino too. Um, and then you became a fan immediately. Great choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I just don't see Fields looking much different right now than he has all along with the exception of he's running the ball very effectively. Yeah. He's I think they have a very simple offense and he still looks very, you know, iffy as a passer. He just does. Yeah. He's not sitting, what they call it sitting down on, on, on the routes. Like he's not, I, don't, it, I agree with Scott. I know why I just can't articulate why, you know, I can't articulate it, but I agree with Scott. Like he, I look at him; he looks the part, but and he's he's definitely a great athlete. He runs very well, but um, but in the pocket, no, no. What was it? Hey, Don. Yeah, and then there's it's the progression thing. It's just he doesn't he struggles to uh, understand route concepts and stuff like that. So that's always going to be something he's that's going to hold him back. But the context behind like why he's grading the way he is right now is because of the way he's running the football right now, which is that's, that's kind of handy for a quarterback to be able to do. It is an incredible tool, yeah. but the knock on it's never, there's never been a knock that he wasn't athletic. It's more, if you force if, him to be a passer first, he's in trouble. Yeah. And if, I don't think that's changing. 
if Jared Goff could run like Justin Fields, the Lions would have two wins this year. So, oh, probably more. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think I his ability think, to run the ball. Fields is a is a is a is a player who, who plays afraid like Goff does at times. No, like Goff no, against I, Dallas looked like a he looked he looked horrified. If the Bears can't figure it out with Tannehill, Fields is going to go – or with, with Fields, he's going to go somewhere and do the Tannehill thing where it's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's because everybody here is awful and didn't get me any help and everybody sucks. And now I've landed in – I don't know. Wh- who's going to need a quarterback next year? Um, Seattle or something. And, like, off he goes or something. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I – this was – I'm trying to think. Was this the best game a quarterback has played against the Cowboys this year? Could be. Mm-hmm. Better than Lamar. Mm-hmm. But it's because, yes, but it's because uh, Hertz might have had a pretty good game against Dallas. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, not the Eagles. They're good. I mean, like the teams, yeah. It's yeah. the mobile factor. It's. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a statue back in the pocket, I'm sorry. If you're playing Dallas, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You just are. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, we should talk about the Cowboys here a little bit too, but honestly, I just think the Cowboys are good. Like, I don't think there's much else to say about this. Like, the Cowboys are just a good team, and they're good at football, and their coach is in over his head in the playoffs, but maybe they'll get lucky, and they're they're going to they're, – they're in. They're going to make the tournament at the end. There's not seven good teams in the NFC, and they're one of the four that are good, so. But is, there, is their owner going to hamper them because of his desire to not be wrong <coughs> uh, and hurt them down the road? And I think the answer is yes. If you're forcing Zeke to now play ahead of Pollard because it's Zeke, that's a problem. That's a mistake. It's $90 million. <laughs> well, listen, it's Zeke got ball. Jerry the hook up on the kumquats down at Aldi, got him for 49 cents each, and he doesn't want, you know, he wants to pay him back. Um, all right. Next game here. Cleve, over the last four weeks, the Saints have allowed 28, 32, 30, and 42 points in each of the last four games. How many points did the Raiders score this week? Did they get blanked? Zero. <clears throat> Raiders zero at the Saints 24. Is Josh McDaniels like mobbed. He, coach? He, he's mobbed up. Ever? He has to be mobbed up. No, my, my question is do <laughs> I never we thought about that? Do we think do we think Josh McDaniels will approve Zeke's PTO request for Black Friday? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he has a smock too. <laughs> yeah, no, he could he could walk around the Aldi holding the clipboard, not knowing a goddamn thing, like apparently he does on the Raiders sideline, because this is a disaster. Devontae Adams one catch for three yards. They traded like two first round picks, a first and a second, and they paid him one hundred ninety one million dollars. He has one catch for three yards in a game, we're losing the entire time. Yes, Scott. Okay, so Josh McDaniels comes over from the New England Patriots offense, correct? Yes. Hunter Renfro would be like a future Hall of Fame uh, inductee for the New England Patriots just because he's a high-motor, great route runner dude, if you know what I'm saying. Jim Rat. That, right? Coach's son. Loves the what, game. What's happened? Because Hunter Renfro is doing nothing right now. Like nothing for Vegas. Nothing. It's, it is uh, – I know Waller's not playing – Renfro's doing nothing. Um, Adams is very on and off. I don't think I don't think Carr's played real well this year. Jacobs has been fantastic, but outside of Jacobs, it's like everybody else has really regressed. 
makes I just, me wonder. I, I just text o, o, OBJ's dad to make a um, highlight reel to send to uh, <laughs> how many times Adam's been been running routes and not not getting any looks because that's what's happening over there. Yes. Oh, fuck. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's insane, bro. Because honestly, okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing when we when we when we're done here a list of things I was wrong about from a fantasy football standpoint this year. And um, HBO is going to turn it into like a 10 season uh, series. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it on HBO Max. Because Game of takes. Load. And, yeah. I mean, even to the point where I thought Seattle was going to have the first pick. <laughs> wow. I like, it's embarrassing. Some of the shit I thought, I thought Matt Ryan was going to have a huge year for Indy. I thought Michael Pittman was going to go off, so I drafted him everywhere I could. I could get him everywhere. And Waller, same thing. I just I fully expected that offense to kind of take a step forward, and boy, was I wrong. Did you draft Alvin? Did you draft Alvin Kamara? No. Well, you probably should have. 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Nine catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns. I I think he's a bust. He had himself a day. <laughs> yeah, he's a bust. I didn't like his 40 time coming out of Tennessee, so I've avoided him every year. Yeah. Um, my only last note on this game is that Marshawn Lattimore was also out for the Saints, so you can't even blame that for Devontae Adams. But, Scott, I'm confused because I was told that if the secondary is missing a key player, they should give up like 500 yards and five touchdowns. Anyways. Is this an Aaron Glenn shot? <laughs> it might be. It might be. Feels like it. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm, I'm known to take liberties, as Cleve would say. It's okay. <laughs> um, speaking of which, uh, move on to the next game here, Cleve. What do Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, and John Elway all have in common? They're quarterbacks. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Anything, anything more than that? Right Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, John Elway. Right-handed. They they all could have got baseball scholars. I mean, uh, baseball. Uh, they're all drafted in baseball. I don't know. How about they're just, like all in the Hall of Fame and they're all like great. That's one too. Yeah, they're all like all time greats at the position. Yeah, right. Um, that. Uh, the other thing they have in common is that they are four of the five quarterbacks to start a season seven and zero and never trail the second half. Add Jalen Hurts to the list. Mm-hmm. Brady, Manny, Marino, Elway, Hurts. A good, mm, it's a good company. That's good company. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why the name of the episode is Jalen Hurts to the Hall of Fame? Question mark. Because uh, to me, that is quite the list to be in. Of course, there's a whole bunch of other things that need to happen and all that. I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying that it's a reasonable like. Jalen Hurts is really good. Is what I'm getting at, Cleve. And you've been on the Jalen Hurts train since his sophomore year at Alabama. Yeah. Isn't it a nice feel-good story, too, for Hurts? Mm-hmm. Because he's been knocked kind of every step along the way, including even he had to earn it. at this time. He had to earn it in Philly. They they didn't give it to him. He had to, you know, that's a tough place to play, obviously, but he yeah. had to really show, show what he can do. And that, that offense is in tune with him. Like he has commanded that offense. Yeah, but it's and it, and then further to that, it's like he's not just a running quarterback anymore. Uh, he's, he's, like he's, he could have done that aware. and just said, I, I, I am what I am. And I'm just going to be what I am. But he's worked on his passing to the point where his I don't think his his passing game is a is a liability like it was at one point. No, they, they said maybe went, three years ago where it was like 
yeah, he's different. He doesn't, he's not as accurate as he needs to be, but he makes up for it with everything else. It's just off the rails. Good. He's really good throwing the mm-hmm. ball. He's accurate. He's uh, well, he I invested mean, time in um, the offseason seeing he went up to California to see a, a quarterback coach or something like that to work on some mechanics and it obviously paid dividends for him. So, yeah, I'm happy for the kid. And it, it, it is a feel good story because he I, had I, to really I think it's an incredible crops. story. I mean, to me, I think it's crops. one of the best stories mm-hmm. we have in the NFL this season because he's such a good person who's persevered and overcome a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not good enough to play here. We're, you know, you're out and then you're not good enough to get drafted. And then, oh, you got drafted too soon. And you're not able to play at the NFL level because you can't throw right. And you're not going to, you're, you'll never improve as a, with your accuracy. And, and now it's like, yeah. Hey, you go young man. He's, I think it's, it's incredible. It's great. You can't, you can't never measure how much a guy wants it. You can measure everything else. Well, I think I can measure how much Najee Harris wants it. And that's just he doesn't want it at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Najee wants a nap. Uh, I should mention the actual score of the game, Steelers 13 at the Eagles 35. Um, now that, now that, thinking about you watching that game, thinking what you were – I wonder what Dave – this is random. I wonder what Dave's thinking about, about the way Najee Harris looks right now. Look, Because uh, to me, he looks like he's 30 and washed. Yeah, I I, I I really don't respect fullbacks all that much, so I wasn't thinking much about Najee Harris at all. Um, Jalen <laughs> Hurts, Jalen Hurts, nineteen of twenty-eight, two eighty-five. Uh, I put forty touchdowns. That's four touchdowns and no interceptions. AJ Brown, Cleve. I remember when we were doing the draft live stream, mm-hmm. and they made the trade for AJ Brown, and I about jumped up and started windmilling. I was just so excited. Mm-hmm. This is why he wasn't even able to showcase his true greatness in Tennessee, and he was even great there. Six catches, 156 yards, and three touchdowns. The Eagle starters did not play the fourth quarter. They were street close? Yeah, they were done for the fourth <laughs> quarter. Like, I think A.J. Brown, if he had played the full game, could have had like 10 for 190 and four if he really wanted to wanted to do it. Um that dude is an is an absolute absolute monster. And yeah, my last note here: Najee Harris is a fullback. I have literally nothing to say about about the Steelers. Do either of you have anything to say about the Steelers besides uh, on to next year? No, I, I think uh, I think Tomlin and 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 the uh, the brass they are gonna have a mutual have that 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 hey we mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah, it's I agree. Very possible. Uh, Claypool did get traded today to Chicago. Thank you. Um, I find it fascinating that he, in hindsight, comes out as it sounds like he's difficult um, in the locker room. Mm. Um, yeah, you you know those Canadian Notre Dame kids. Uh, yeah, so difficult like, all the time. From stuff like <laughs> who says? I mean, his teammates love him, so it's like, how's he a locker room problem? Mm-hmm. I know he likes to do the TikTok and all that stuff, but but. Um, they got you know to get a second round pick for a player who's been relatively unproductive for over a year tells you a lot about what a the the Bears think of him, but also the Packers because the Packers offered a second round pick as well. So I mean it's telling that that a team like the Steelers have just been unable to use him, which is interesting because that's that's like that's wide receiver haven. Yeah. 
if the Steelers draft you and you're a receiver, things are good for you. Like, yeah, you're either really good or you're Sammy Coates. There's like no in between. <laughs> yeah, James Washington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, hey. what are you doing with Deontay Johnson right now? From a, from a production, doesn't he have to take a huge step? I don't see why he plays on the outside. Claypool is playing in the slot. I, I mean, know, but somebody's going to have to absorb these targets. It's going to be Friermuth. Friermuth jump up the TE rankings. Okay, that's where they're going. That's fair. Somebody and Pickens. I mean, Pickens, of course, is the biggest. Um, yeah. yeah, is the biggest beneficiary here. Yeah, Cleve Patriots twenty-two at the Jets seventeen. Last week, I did predict on the show that the Patriots are going to smash the Jets, and that's what happened here. The last touchdown to make it a five-point game was way into garbage time. The Jets had no no hope in this game in the second half. In the first half, they had a pick six to go up 17-3, to three, but it was called back on a roughing the passer penalty, a good one, and that completely flipped this game around. Um, my yeah, note here is – penalty on? I remember the penalty. I remember uh, Frank, Frank Lemires, Jonathan what Frank Lemires. Doing, man? What yeah, late into the head. Yes. Like yeah. he left his feet to get to the Yeah. Head. Yes. Um. <clears throat> So my note that I wrote down here is Zach Wilson sucks and is 10 times worse than Justin Fields. It was insane to take Wilson over Fields at the time of the draft. It's even more so now. Zach Wilson, 20 of 41, 355 yards, two touchdowns, three awful interceptions. I mean, I, I watched some of those. I, I, the, the decision-making was just, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, and you did predict it. And I also, on our internal text, I also said to you that we're going to get washed the rest of the way because now Brees can't mask what's going on. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to be forced to throw. We get in shootout games. We're not We're not going to be able to compete with that. So good luck the rest of the way. It, it was a fun ride the first half of the season. So I don't know. Um, what do we think of what's happening with Elijah Moore? What's going on there? I don't I don't know why you don't throw to this kid. I don't it's I don't not even just not throwing to him. Like last he'll week, play he's, ten not snaps. Even, he's not even like, yeah, he's not even I don't know. It's Jeff just played more snaps than him. It's weird. Braxton Berrios did. So did uh Denzel Mims. Like it's really weird. And then the and then the fact that they won't trade him or move him. I don't there's something happening there, but to the Wilson thing, um he does stuff when he leaves the pocket, which he loves to do. Um, and it's almost like, uh, what was that thing that all the young kids, I'm going to sound like a boomer, Dave, get ready. This thing that all these young kids were saying years ago about, uh, it was a phrase, like uh, YOLO. Like, YOLO, um, you only live once. Yeah, like he, he gets outside the pocket and it's like YOLO. He's This dude's quadruple covered. <laughs> And it, it would have to be the greatest throw that's ever been thrown, but I can do it. I'm doing it. Like, what are you doing? He has to grow up. Yeah. And he's... I think the maturity thing is now a problem. I mean, it just is. Um, for him to recognize it and own it post game was good. Those are just words. He's got to play just much a much more disciplined game. And I think he can still be. I'm, I mean, I just you know, I know we love to just uh, bury people. Uh, way too soon, but some you know, does Trevor Lawrence look like a rock star right now? He looks a hundred times better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach. Zach's. I mean, the, the situation. You know, we didn't realize, at least I didn't, how much Brees 
like really mad. Like that was like really like masking that situation, bro. Yeah. You know, he relied on, you know, just, just hand it off. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be good down a distance. Yeah. Minimum throws, just hand it off and we're good. I'm really with the rest of Jets nation that, that uh, the rest of the way is going to be rough. Cause I think we got, we got a couple of uh, division foes twice on the schedule. Yeah. And and I'm, Glancing at the schedule, it's a coming week. Uh, you guys host the Bills this week. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> but honestly, this is a this is the perfect game for him to take the lessons of I'm going to play a mature game here. I am not leaving the pocket for any reason. No, this is the I wrong think. game for that. They need Paul the Miller. craziest, highest variance possible outcomes. Yeah. They need him throwing it blind behind the back, 80 yards downfield, hoping to complete it to beat Buffalo. If they line up and try to play like a normal, consistent game against a team that much better than them, they're going to lose by 21. Well, I'm not talking about winning or losing. I'm just saying for him. Oh, as a, like showing show progress? Okay. Just from a development standpoint. Stay in the pocket against Vaughn Miller and that, and that pass rush. Just deal with it. Great. Just be great. move around inside oh. the pocket. And Tredavious White is back this week. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right. Um, one last note for the Patriots. Uh, Ramondre Sissonson is here. 16 carries, 71 yards, 7 carries for 72 yards. Damian Harris will be a Chicago Bear next year. Uh, <laughs> next game, Titans 17, Texans 10. So, again, the notes that I write about the show before. So, last Wednesday I wrote, did Derrick Henry crush as expected? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 32 carries for 219 yards and two touchdowns. His fourth straight 200-yard game against the Texans. Lovey, Lovey has no expression in that sideline. He's just standing there collecting a check. Given that Derrick Henry and Jim Brown are the same size and speed, how did anybody in the 50s and 60s ever tackle Jim Brown? <laughs> the guy had five, I... yards, five yards a touch to this day. <laughs> like... I baseball bats. I don't, I don't, I mean, he must've been like the mountain moving to, they had like 195 pound defensive tackles back then. I can't even imagine. Um, anyways, uh, the other note in this game is that Ryan Tannehill was out. So Malik Willis got the start and he has a long way to go. Malik Willis is currently everybody's Trey Lance nightmare. Uh, six, six for 10, 55 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. Five carries for 12 yards. Jeez. Yes, and he looks like a very restrained quarterback who's playing within the system and and is not doing things like Zach Wilson is doing. Like he's, I'm staying in the pocket because that's what they want me to do. I'm not leaving the pocket. Yes, but, but if Derrick Henry had gotten hurt in the first quarter of this game and they didn't have him anymore, what happens with Michael Willis? Because I expect that Zach Wilson with no Brees Hall. Yeah. Right. If Henry wasn't there to cover for Willis in this game, like if Derrick Henry just like missed the flight, even though, yeah, missed the flight to Houston and they're rolling down trail Hilliard and Hassan Haskins out, the Texans win. Yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, I have nothing else on, on this game. Uh, Cleve, anything here? Nah, Derrick Henry is that's a, that's a nightmare like on wheels coming down. Yes. Uh, next game, Giants 13 at the Seahawks 27. Cleve, you are, as we always say, you're not a doctor, but you are a trainer. How can DK, DK Metcalf have a patellic uh, injury and then not miss any games? This is a freak of nature. 
like you Patella's kneecap. Like you, yeah, yeah. Like it, and it was injured and took him out of the last game. So any injury that should take out of a game to your kneecap should probably last more than a week. And he was good in this yeah. game. I, like I said, medical science is medical science. When I heard Patella, I was like, yeah, that's going to be at least four weeks. This guy shows up and plays the game. I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing. Was this a Toradol issue? You think? Mm. Just I mean, plays with the pain. Just pain? Is it, it? Is it not structural? I don't know. I don't know what the what his injury was. Yeah, read it again, Dave. Because you said it. You said uh, it they was... said they the initial thing that they said was a patella tendon injury. Yeah. That's the Which, first thing they said. Then this, then when the game was starting, they said patella injury. They left the tendon part out. That makes it like so. Patella and the the, the bending. That's wow. Right. Any regular person ain't fucking playing or walking. Right, <laughs> right. Let alone playing a football game. Are you kidding? Uh, the Giants traded Kadarius Tony to Kansas City for a second and a fifth round pick. Not today, but. You know, during this time period, Scott, how important is that for Kansas City, and how important is it specifically for Kadarius Tony? Well, I, for Kansas City, it's interesting because it gives them. Uh, so, Mecole Hardman is a is is a, going to be a free agent, and so is Juju Smith Schuster. They're not going to pay those guys. Kadarius Tony has multiple years left on his rookie deal, but the majority of the money's already been paid. The Giants have paid him, you know, eighty five percent of what's owed. So from a cash value standpoint, they're going to get Tony for three and a half years at, at a bargain. Um, mm-hmm. They just drafted Sky Moore in round two. You know, wide receiver on a rookie deal. They'll you take another one this year. What's that? They'll take another one this year. They could take another one this year. And then you're looking at, okay, you've got Mahomes on his huge contract. And you've got the end of Kelsey's career on a huge con- contract. But you can make that happen because – you're not paying your receivers anything. You're just I, just, I just realized the nightmare scenario here, Scott. Jackson Smith and Jigba just doesn't play this season and falls to the end of the first round in Kansas City drafts JSN and adds them with Mahomes, and then they win 97 straight games. Oh. That's what smart teams do. It's like, you know, um, you, you move away from Tyreek Hill because you don't like the way he forces your offense to go in, into playground mode. Um Tony does a lot of his work, and some of it's unbelievable. Uh, if you get the ball into his hands and just let him go quickly, like you know, screens and little slants. Yeah, and that he, kind should, of stuff. he should thrive. He should thrive in that offense. Oh my God, he he, he should, should be thrive in that so offense. electric in that offense. It's just it's not going to be necessarily this year. Uh, well, I hope it's this year because some of us have a lot of Kadarius Tony in best ball. <laughs> and so this would be this this would be great. Um Cleve, one last thing on this game. Are the Seahawks more likely to make the playoffs than the Packers? Oh yeah. Gino, Gino's balling out. Gino's got something to prove. They wrote him off, but he didn't write back. Love that line. Love <laughs> it's one of those line. things that makes absolutely no sense, but you know exactly what he means. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, I did note here that the Giants and the Browns are actually the same team, and they should both be five hundred. But one's like three and five, the other is five and three. But they should both be four and four because they're like they could run the ball. Quarterback play is questionable. Uh, Seahawks though, they're looking they're looking pretty good. Scott and I, who said they'd have the first overall pick, we are not looking so good. No. 
old takes exposed. All right. Um, uh, next game here, in the interest of time, I'm going to breeze through this one. If anybody objects, feel free to jump in. Commander 17 at the Colts 16. Sam Ellinger was asked. Matt Ryan still never playing again. The Colts fired the offensive coordinator, even though Frank Reich is in charge of the offense. Terry McLaurin is a thing with Tyler Heineke. Six catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. Oh, sorry, no touchdown, but it should have been. Anything else? Wasn't the Eagles wasn't isn't isn't the Eagles head coach their old OC? Yes. Sirianna came from them, I think. <laughs> yeah. And the motherfucker's yeah. seven and zero. <laughs> well, one's it. got Jay, one's got Jalen Hurts, the other has Sam Ellinger. <laughs> so yeah, and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers, and it, it's like yeah, it ain't working. Terrible. Uh all right. Uh, 49ers 31, Rams 14, Christian McCaffrey. Of course, last week he played his first game with uh, San Francisco, got 10 touches for 62 yards. In this game, 18 uh, carries ninety or 18 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown, eight receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown, and he threw a 34-yard touchdown pass. He is the first player to run, pass, and catch a touchdown in a game since who, Cleef? I have no clue. Scott. Did he play for the Lions? No. Oh. LaDainian Tomlinson. That is correct. What year? Ooh. 1998. Yes, because he was drafted in 2001, so he definitely did it in 1998. He might have done it in college. I don't know. Yeah, TCU was in, like, the, the Conference USA or whatever then. Uh, no, 2005. So, but but still cool that you pulled that. That's uh, that's awesome. So, uh, Scott, I think that the CMC acquisition helps Jimmy G a lot. It gives him like one of the better checkdown options yes. in the game. It, like helps save him from himself in those terrible throws. Do you agree with that? I do. I just think it's a matter of time before he can't save himself from himself. So he will he will make huge blunders just because that's who he is. CMC or not, he will. Cleve, the 49ers put up 31 points on the Rams without Debo Samuel. How dead are the Rams? I mean, it's, a, it's yeah, I was so wrong about wanting a, uh, a run back of, of the Super Bowl. I couldn't have been any wronger. So I'm joining Scott in one of the episodes. They're just going to have my awful takes in there. <laughs> a rematch of the rams Bengals Super Bowl? <laughs> we, really, we really need to probably keep, keep tally of all the fucking bad takes that we've had. We don't have enough time. <laughs> um, I I might have written down Cleve's uh, win prediction totals at least though, so we yeah, do yeah. have those. Though. <laughs> By the way, San Francisco has no pass. What you said, Cleve, they're 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 by it. So, um, <laughs> although it took longer than I thought than I thought it would, they didn't get there the way that I thought they would. But yeah, I think the Rams are are dust. Cooper Cup got hurt in this game, but it doesn't appear to be anything too too yeah, serious. Yeah. Uh, say hello, Schroeder. Uh, doesn't appear to be anything. Could implode. They could. Like uh, Stafford gets hurt and Aaron Donald decides that day that he's just done. I'm retiring. See ya. Got my ring. I'm good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I can see it. Should have traded him to the Ravens. Um. All right. Uh, two more games here. Packers 17, Bills 27. The game was never this close. The Packers never had a chance. However, the Packers looked better against Buffalo than any team besides Kansas City. 
Cleve, is it possible Green Bay has figured some things out here? Aaron Jones, 20 carries for 143 yards against the Bills. Is it possible the Packers have turned a corner? No. I think it's any given Sunday. Like, you know, anyone can win or lose, and I think they just they just had a moment. I think they just had a moment. I think that I think that team is in very, very serious trouble. Uh the wide receiver core is I mean, it's 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 not apparent. Um the shining spot was the running evidenced back. by their desire to go get, you know, Claypool. And yeah. their failure to add anybody. That's the other thing about this. Unbelievable. Yeah. They didn't add Crazy. any wide receiver. Like Brandon Cooks is mad that he didn't get traded. The Packers are in desperate need of a wide receiver. You couldn't figure this out. Yeah, they could have talked to us. <laughs> we just sent them Elijah Moore. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Brandon Cooks was was uh, almost a done deal with Dallas, and it was the issues were the amount of guaranteed money on his on his next year's deal, and it just was something they couldn't come to terms with. Yeah. And I think he's pissed because the Texans were supposed to pick up some of that money and and didn't pick up enough of it. And I can understand why he's pissed. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be pretty furious there too. And I don't know why they didn't have Green Bay as a backup ready to go. If I'm Green Bay, I would have paid whatever amount of money he wanted. I'd got him a company car, a company computer, a company apartment. I'd have gotten pretty much anything he wanted. I think what it is is it's 18 million guaranteed next year. And it's just too much for teams. It's just too much. It's a lot of money. That is a lot for Brandon Cooks. For one year, yeah. But the Packers need them because if they implode this year, they could be done, done. Like done, mm-hmm. done. Yes. Yeah, they they probably would have been worth it for them to do to do something. Um, last note on this game: uh, Stephon Diggs, your boy, and Jair Alexander were drawing back and forth all game. Diggs, though, six catches, one hundred eight yards, and a touchdown. After the game, he said, "I don't care who started it; I finished it." <laughs> Good for him, bro. Yeah, uh, somebody's from the DMV. <laughs> that was that was uh, that's great for for Steph Diggs there. All right, last game here, uh, Cleve. I saved the best for last for you here. Bengals thirteen at the Browns thirty two. Now you said the Bengals will win fifteen games this season. Like I said, I got I got I think it's the episode four of of the Scott docu series that we're running. Um, <laughs> cue it up. Uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a couple of appearances. <laughs> um, they yeah, looked like dog shit last night. They did. They look absolutely terrible. So no chase, and the offense completely crumbled. Yeah. And Scott, you are much more of like a film X's and O's type than I am. I'm mostly just rants and things like that. But it appeared like because Chase gets open so fast that Burrow couldn't get the ball out fast. And so he was just getting swallowed up. He only got sacked five times in this game. It felt like 15. Yeah, but the pre- the Miles Garrett pressure stuff was just like snap I'm the ball and I'm I'm out because I just I know yeah. it's coming. And it's yeah. just every for every step a quarterback has to take, you know, um to evade pressure means that the landmarks and the norms in which they practice are everything is different. And for some quarterbacks, it just doesn't work great when mm-hmm. when they have to get off their spot. And I would say that in that game, he was off his spot probably 80% of their, their dropbacks, where it just was him having to create. And with no chase and, have, and just being uncomfortable, you know, yeah, 
When is someone going to ask for the receipt? Sorry to cut you, Scott. When is someone going to ask for the receipt for the offensive line that they paid for? Because those guys, those guys seem to block every other week. They blocked yeah, fine I mean, when Chase was in there, you know, when, when he had the big game and they were killing yeah. it. And then this week they don't show up at all. And just, they're not, I don't think those guys are capable of really doing much against a guy like Miles Garrett. I mean, nope. if he, you know, he had, hey, he had his way. He had his way. He with did. That. I mean, you know, he can beat you with power, speed, quickness, whatever. However, good luck. Um, no, Cleve, you've often said on the show offline many places that you're a Brissett guy. You really like Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Is he the best backup quarterback in the league? I mean, now I wouldn't say in the league, but he's. I, I, if I had to rate a top five, he, he's in my top five, and he's he's probably in the like third as a backup guy. But Gardner Minshew and Tyler Huntley, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. If if we're really parsing it out like that, I definitely. I think guard, you know, guarding over him. Um, but J- the thing about Jacoby is that the guy, especially last year, was it last year in the Miami game? When uh, yeah, yeah, like he he shows a lot of moxie and he's he he doesn't complain. Like he got rocked last night, dude. He did. <laughs> he, he got and he got right back in there and his business as usual. Like you know, um, he knows his his time is short because Watson's going to be in 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 a few weeks, so he just. You know, playing away. He's going to be one of those journeyman guys. He's going to be in the league forever. Yeah, but never, like, never really got like the shot, and maybe have like a Geno year at some point later in his career. You know, like, Geno's having that kind of year right now. Like he, he's a long time coming. But I like Jacoby because he's he just to me he's just like he's just quiet and he's in. You know, he does what he's supposed to do, and you know, you can win with him. But he's not. He's not obviously like not a starter. I, I loved him in Indy. Um, they used him well in Indy, but um, I just, I just felt like, like I, I, so what I exactly said to to Dave was I would take him over Zach Wilson right now, like if I if he was on the team, I would I would clamor for for him to start over Zach Wilson because Zach's Zach's just not showing me anything. I would take Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson right now, but that's just me. <laughs> um, in this game, Nick Chubb twenty three carries, one hundred one yards, and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper. Five catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Scott, what uh, Deshaun is missing 11 games. What record do the Browns need to have when he comes back to have a shot at the playoffs this year? I don't Can they know. be four six and seven? And six and five, five and six range? Yeah. But yeah. not I four think and it's seven. It's going to take him a couple weeks. I, do, I mean, I think he'll be a little – Rusty, Rusty, uh, <laughs> you know, not on the same page with his guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps to have Nick Chubb to, you know, offset that. Is he allowed to practice yet, or he just he just come to the facility? I don't. He can come to the, to the facility, but I'm not sure if he can practice with the team. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know. So he's not. So he's probably not even getting any reps in right now with with the with the ones at least. So yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't think he is. All right. Um. That does it for the games for, for this past week. We only had two teams on by, which is why we had so many games. Only the Chiefs and the Chargers were on by. There are many more coming up this week, which is why there's only two games in the 4 o'clock window. Wow. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and wait till you hear what one of them is, Cleve. All right. Thursday, Uh-oh. Thursday, Thursday night, Eagles at Texans. Slaughter. <laughs> Fucking slaughter, bro. Uh 
Miles Sanders captain lineups and showdown DraftKings. That's that's my call. It, the thing about that, it sounds like a trap game. Yes. <laughs> sounds like a trap game. Like, dude, I just I just got that. <laughs> they should get slaughtered. That's, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna make a, a, a prediction. They should get sl- Texans should get slaughtered. All right, so Calvin Ridley about to put ten grand on the Texans money line because of what Cleve said. Got it. Um, <laughs> Don't do that, Calvin. <laughs> uh, Sam Ellinger is going to Foxborough, so he's going to get slaughtered again. Uh, the Packers against the Lions, so we'll see how just how bad that wide receiver core is against the worst secondary in the league with their new uh, secondary coach, me. Uh, Chargers are at the Falcons in a game. I actually think the Falcons will win because. Another thing Scott and I were wrong about. The Bills are at the Jets. Sorry, Cleve. Slaughter. Vikings are at the Commanders. Sorry, the area we live in. Uh, Cleve and I, anyways. Uh, Panthers are at the Bengals, so the Bengals had better figure it out. You don't need Jamar Chase to beat the Panthers. No. No. Although Brian Burns will probably have 97 sacks, given what Miles Garrett did. Uh, (laughs) The Raiders are at the Jaguars. No, thank you. The Dolphins are at the Bears. Which could be another sneaky shootout one, kind of like the Lions and Dolphins was. This could, we could see the numbers going going up again here. That could be a decent one there. Uh, Seahawks are at the Cardinals. This could be it. Seahawks by twenty one. Cliff is gone. <laughs> so that's the first. That's the first four o'clock game. Cleve Seahawks at Cardinals. The second four o'clock game. Rams at Bucks. Oh, that's ugly. I'd rather watch Raiders at Jags. So that means red zone is going to be really kind of bouncing between these two games. That's going to be awful. Yeah. That's going to be awful. Yeah, that's terrible. Like just quarterbacks. Yeah. Just put the Bills and the Jets at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sunday night, Titans at Chiefs. They better hope Tannehill's back. Not that it might ma- it might not matter, but they better hope Tannehill's back. And the Monday night is Ravens at Saints, which is going to be a really good one if the Saints can get any sort of offense going. That has the potential to be a really, really good game. That's in the dome. That's I mean that's yep. in um okay. Yep. So uh that is it for uh the games coming up next week. Now also next Tuesday is election day. So we will be having results from the elections coming in while we are doing the show. So next week is going to be a little bit different, most likely, as Steve Kornacki, you can't see, but I've got the TV right there. I'll have Steve Kornacki right in front of me, and as things are starting to come in, the conversation is going to shift and flow a little bit. So next week's show is going to be a little bit different. We might end up with Senator Herschel Walker or Senator Dr. Oz. So we're going to have to – Scott could get Governor Tudor Dixon. Oh no, I think I think you're pretty safe, Scott. I think I think I think Big Gretch is gonna win, but I'm just saying it's gonna be what'd you call uh, her? Big, Big Gretch. Big, Big Gretch? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Gretch Whitmer. Big Gretch. Big Gretch. Didn't like yeah. three guys get like prison behind the, the uh, yeah. attempted kidnapping yeah. thing? Yeah, Michigan's, yeah. Michigan's, Michigan's a weird think. state, man. It just is. <laughs> Listen, we make we make Wonderful cars. We love our sports. 
in the and also and also like the Unabomber went to school there, and Timothy McVeigh is from there, and they tried to kidnap the governor. So like, there's a element <laughs> that's a little, yeah, a little different. Yes, there uh, up there. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So next week is going to be is going to be a little bit is going to be a little bit interesting. Um, be sure if you're hearing this, if you want to follow along live as these election results are coming in as well, it is a YouTube live stream. There is a, a link down below to, uh, go to the YouTube page, subscribe, like, turn on notifications, the whole thing. If you're watching right now, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Please like the video that does a whole bunch for us. It has us popping up in other people's feeds and whatever, which we're going to need. Cause I'm not paying Elon Musk $8 a month for a blue check mark on our account. I'm not doing it. It's not <laughs> happening. I don't care. I don't care if we have to go to Truth Social. We're not doing it, so that will um that is not that is not going to uh to be to be happening. Uh, Cleve, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, man. It was um it was it was this 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 is why I don't bet football because I have <laughs> no clue what I'm doing week to week now. I'm scared. Like I I set a lineup and I just like delete it. I'm like fuck this. You know, you can text me questions. Okay, I'll do that. I, I do spend more than a couple hours a week looking at this stuff. I'll be happy to, like, <laughs> point a couple things out to you. Uh, Scott, anything else before we go? No, I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious as to what next week's show is going to be like. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it I could be great. It could be terrible. It's, it it's how the show was yeah. born, political football. It, it's, yeah. we, we, you know, we'll have some fun with stuff, but uh, we don't spend a, nor, you know, a lot a, a lot of time on politics, but it's it's kind of sprinkled in there a little bit. It's well, fun. and and uh, during the season, it's a little bit tougher. But during the off season, I do want to get into some more, you know, stuff like that, especially where it intersects with sports. Some, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, some, some things like that for sure. But depending on how tomorrow goes, it could become more of a topic or less. Part of the reason why it's not as much of a topic as it was before is that when we started the show, Donald Trump was still president and everything yeah. was on fire. And Joe yeah. Biden won during our first season. Yeah. So things have felt like calmer and more normal recently. Whereas if like Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House, and they're trying to impeach Joe Biden for getting a Diet Coke with not enough ice. Like all of a sudden it might become more of a He's on fire again. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that could that could change that. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week for whatever sort of interesting show we are uh, we are going to have. Peace. <laughs>